Hey guys, and welcome. I'm Life Coach Meg Ellis. It's time for you to stop coasting through life, and it's time for you to find your purpose. It's time for you to create your fate. Want to go to Greece? Together? No, seriously. How about the spring of 2023? That's right. My favorite yogi, Jose Portillo, and I are back. We are hosting our first international yoga wellness life coaching retreat in Greece. And you can pre-register to be one of the first people to apply. We are only taking 10 people and I would love for you to be one of them. So to stay in the know, visit www.letscreateyourfate.com and get on that list to apply. See you in Greece. Hey guys, thank you for tuning in today. I have a special, special treat here. Um, One of my favorite coaching clients, one of my favorite friends. Oh, thank you. um, One of my just honestly favorite people in general, Jasmine Carr is here to share her wisdom with you. Thanks for being on the show today. I'm so honored. Whenever Uh, you said, yes, let's do a podcast together, I was like, this is my dream come true. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's it's my dream come true because I just know this is going to be an amazing gift for for y'all. And I'm so excited for everything that you have to say. And that um, it's so funny because I coach, we, we started, well, we started coaching, you know, a little over a year ago or so, but we've known each other for longer than that. And I even feel that um, you just have so much to bring even to the coaching relationship as a coach. You're always teaching me stuff. Oh, I you know? appreciate that. <laughs> like, you would make a good coach one day, but one day. We're, but that's what we're here to talk about. We're not doing the most today. No. We're doing less because if there's one thing, um, Jasmine, who is an Enneagram 3, there's one thing we talk about. It's do less. Do, do less. less. Power of a pause. The power of a pause. <laughs> do less. You're doing the most. So uh, we're going to be talking all about that with you all today. So a little bit of background on Jasmine. She is a PA. She's the owner of Pout Med Spa in Houston, Texas. Uh, I think I already said this, but you are an Enneagram 3. Yes. True and true. So 100%. talk to us a little bit about uh, being a PA, owning a med spa. Tell us about your journey because I know there was lots of burnout in there, and we'll get to that later, but share share about yourself. Well, yeah. So I became a PA um, several years ago, and part of my journey was having children while I went to PA school. So that was the start of it all, and that was in 2015 when I started. And I met you, I think, 2016? I think it was 16, yeah. yeah. And that's when I started uh, working out at uh, Cycle Bar, yeah, cycle bar yes, is where I that's started. That's it was. And so ever since then, I've just followed Meg around because I felt <laughs> like she was like that energy and that connection was there. So, yes, after that, um, I practiced in multiple different fields as a PA. I first practiced as a surgical PA. Vascular surgery was my first specialty. And I've literally jumped from specialty to specialty. Uh, the second one was going on to uh, psychiatry and then urgent care. And her urgent care was in the height of COVID. So that was wow. rough. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't even imagine even just the stories and even the fear around it and short staffed and everybody. It was just a little crazy there medically. I think it still kind of is here. Yeah. Now. I mean, it was, it was very interesting and I kind of put myself in that position. I really wanted to be in an urgent care setting. I just love the fast pace. Obviously I'm an Enneagram thing. I just want to get stuff done. <laughs> so I felt like that's where I needed to be. And somewhere in there, you know, during my career, I decided to open this or join this franchise opportunity. Yeah. (laughs) Walk us through your journey with that because you already have such a packed schedule, but it sounds like you're kind of used to a packed schedule, right? Having children, going to PA school, doing, I mean, each 
on its own is hard enough and you do it together and, and you just do it. Right. So yeah. now you're you got the, presented with this franchise opportunity. Tell us a little bit about that. So I do this to myself a lot. It's like a stacked kind of effect and I constantly stack myself. So it's not like I'm just a mom. I'm a mom and in PA school, <laughs> which alone, both of those things are so difficult. And not yeah. only am I working in urgent care, I'm also now opening a business. So it's like I just continuously stack stuff on myself. And I know that's true. That's truly who I am as an Enneagram thing. <laughs> and you have a lot of seven in you, too. So that's where, where it's like, oh, well, now I want to do this. Well, <laughs> I, I can't stand being bored, right? And, like, we yeah. had that conversation even at the retreat. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like being bored. Being bored feels very uncomfortable. Um, and it's very hard for me to slow down and take that pause, So, which we've talked about a lot of. Yeah. And um, I think it's slowly I'm starting to realize and and it's been happening so often that I keep going through, I think now what I've realized are the stages of burnout. And it keeps coming back to me because I don't take the time to pause. Yeah. And I don't reflect on it. And I think this past year probably has been the year that I've realized what I've been doing to myself all these this 35 years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's better late than, I mean, I don't even call this late. 35, we are young. We're still young. I'm 35 too. Correct. And um it's, you know, until you learn the lesson, you continue to live it. Hey, I think 35 is a great a great spot to learn the lesson because you have, you know, um, more than half your life to go. You yeah, know? more than half. And you're right. Some people never learn this lesson. They mm-hmm. continuously um, fall through these traps. And, and it's not just my lesson. It's a lesson for a lot of people. And it's not just this lesson, right? Mm-hmm. We continuously fall through these lessons until we learn and we may even go to the grave with them. And that's yeah. just if you, if you don't part, learn the if lesson, you don't want to learn. Yeah. Right. Especially when it comes to a topic like burnout, I feel if you don't learn the burnout lesson, then um, maybe you wouldn't make it to 70, you know, 35 times two. Um, you, you probably shorten your lifespan because it, manifest in you physically that physically. burnout and that stress which we'll get into but you mentioned these five stages of burnout yes. and um you mentioned this right before we, we started uh recording and i i was so curious about it so walk us through these five stages and and what they what they feel like yeah so um i found this kind of cool little um picture on this is calmer.com. It's like a little website that talks about burnout. And um, there's five stages and the first stage is honeymoon. So just like our relationships, yeah. there's a honeymoon stage. Ooh, I like the honeymoon stage. <laughs> Who doesn't love that, right? Yeah. That's when we're like super free flowing. We have that creativity going. We have those juices. We're ready. We're pumped to take on all the responsibility. That's like that first stage of burnout. That was so surprising to me because we all go through that, right? And then that's like my normal day. Yeah, but <laughs> do you feel burnt out at the end of the day? I mean, you know, no. like, are we doing that like to ourselves? And like, how often is that happening to people? Right. So I don't know, but I, I guess it's so funny because um, when you hear honeymoon stage, you're like, no, like that's good. Like I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't assume that's like stage one of something. You know, be like, no, this is great. This There's is no great. problem here. There's no problem. Exactly. It's not going to lead to anything. Exactly, and that's what you always think that it's going to be great. But and the funny thing is that you can stay in that stage. We just have to learn it, and that's mm-hmm. the that's the lesson for me. So here. that's the goal is to stay mm-hmm. in this honeymoon stage where you can um, get your test done in a responsible way balanced Correct. and you can still have that creative juices flowing all the time which is the biggest part of anything that you do yeah. whether you are a PA whether you're a life coach whether you're a podcaster whether you're um you know own, own a business mm-hmm. so that creativity is clutch 
It is super important. And I, and that's just what keeps feeding you and continuously want for you to want to continue to do the things that you're doing mm-hmm. um, and not want to leave and jump from one special to the other. Like yeah. just that constantly ends. looking and searching for that 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 creativity again. Yeah. And, you know, I, this is the reason I really wanted to talk about this with you is because I have had so many friends that recently in the medical field that have felt this burnout. Mm-hmm. And um, the second stage is just that onset of stress, right? And we don't realize when it creeps in. It's just that little bit of fatigue mm-hmm. that um, you just start becoming a little avoidant. Um, your, your your productivity goes down. It's very slight. Like, mm-hmm. it's almost like you can ignore it and be like, hey, that's normal life, you know? Right. Okay. So, yeah, sometimes you might be walking around stressed, right? And this this onset of stress comes on and you think that's normal. Right? Yeah. We're like, oh, no, yeah. this is this is just everybody's stressed, mm-hmm. right? That's interesting. It's interesting. And that and that's something that we could easily walk around and ignore, right? Mm-hmm. We just think that it's part of life. And, hey, you know, everyone has a little bit of stress. This is just baseline. Right. Um, okay. Yeah, this is normal to have this amount of stress. Mm-hmm. Or you're comparing it to the, to the next guy. Well, that guy's way more stressed. Way stressed so out. at least I'm not that. Yeah. And he, Or he could just be at the next stage and you haven't gone there yet. Yeah. You know, and the second, the third stage is chronic stress. So mm-hmm. that's when it starts manifesting a little bit more physically. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you feel that pressure, that out of control feeling and, and feeling like you're a little resentful of mm-hmm. the choices you've made. And that's, that's, that, that's where you start getting into that danger zone of like, yeah, you hit burnout after that. Now emotionally you're... You're caught up in this. Yes. And that's where the, the physical onset starts to come in, mm-hmm. which is interesting when stress actually, you know, manifests in your body. It's mm-hmm. it's um, it's no longer like this this thought of things I have to do. It's now it's controlling how I feel. Correct. And that's now my body is telling me how I feel versus, you know, a nice healthy mind. Yeah. And that's and like working in psychiatry, that anxiety that manifests and that depression that manifests, you don't really see it happening. And just like all of a sudden it's there. You can't sleep well. You're sleeping too much. Um, you're feeling um, like you get panic attacks or if you're yeah. anxious all the time. Yeah, so there's, those are there's all those that, there's, things. You, you, like said, um, you either sleep too much or don't sleep enough. There's never that right amount of sleep because I have <laughs> been in this stage three before for sure. Um, and well, I'll talk about that later, but uh, there's never like it's like that Goldilocks amount of sleep. Mm-hmm. Like it's too much or too like little. It's yeah. never the amount. The right amount. And you're just always tired. Yeah. And that's exactly it. That that mm-hmm. always tired, that fatigue is just like lingering and it's mm-hmm. always there. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you know, the, the fourth st- stage actually is burnout. Yeah. And that's when you have behavioral changes. You have um, pessimism, emptiness and like self-doubt, which mm-hmm. is not a fun place to be no. if anyone's been there. Um, Sounds depressing. Been there. Yeah. I've been there multiple times and it's it's rough and it's very hard to get out of. Yeah. That's when you start getting caught. And it's that's when you get that habitual burnout pattern. That's the fifth stage where you just are, you know, basically actually clinically depressed, having to take medication or you've got the, the physical symptoms that are worse. So like pains, aches, um, stomach issues, headaches. There's so many different ways that this mm-hmm. manifests in people. And I know you and I talk about this a lot because spirituality is so big for us and yeah. how letting go of your spirituality shows in your body. It's kind of yeah. crazy. And having known what I know in medicine and pairing it with what I know now, it just opened up my eyes. And like I said, working in psychiatry taught me so much. I've seen yes. so many people and manifest in so many different ways. So this is why your podcast is so important. Like, <laughs> really need to focus on your mind. <laughs> yeah, it, it is so important. Um, it, it really is because, you know, really your your mind, uh, and I don't like to use the word should, but your mind's in control until it's not, right? Mm-hmm. 
and and I my my thoughts are becoming unhealthy to now where now it's now it's controlling me physically, mm-hmm. right? And then my physical body is in control, and then it tells me how I feel. So now my unhealthy emotions are in control. Yeah. It's like how do you fight? you know, your mind back. And so you're right. It is really important to work on your mindset. So thank you for tuning in. Um, <laughs> but that's a, an interesting um, perspective that you have this lens of you have a, um, like a science background, medical background, psychiatry, but then you've been on the spiritual journey for years yeah. and to see everything all come together. You just know how important that is and how everything right. is linked. It is very linked. And like I said, when you get to that clinical level where you're having to go in and see a psychiatrist or see a therapist and and really build that back up, it's all, almost a little like it feels like it's too late because mm-hmm. it's such a hard hole to dig yourself back out of. Yeah. So it's like if you can start seeing these signs early, if I could show anyone these signs early and have them kind of reevaluate and start building patterns that will really feed their soul and feed their mind. Yeah. That's the best thing you could do. I mean, yeah, with these five stages, it's probably not something where you, you're like, hey, I'm, I'm realizing I'm five, stage five. You can't just hop back up to stage one. It's, it sounds like it's going to be this gradual climb. It's very slow. Yeah, where it takes a lot of repetition and a lot of hard work and dedication. Yeah. yeah. Yes, like yeah. devotion to yourself. Yeah, and a part of burn, burnout is feeling like you don't have time to do that, right? Mm-hmm. And like trying to find time. So putting up boundaries and things to find that time, make that time for yourself so that you're not, you know, complaining, tired all the time, angry. Those are also signs that I think a lot of people notice about themselves or mm-hmm. feeling, you know, resentful and empty. Those are those those are words that I heard uh, most recently with with my colleagues and ex-colleagues and things that I felt were mm-hmm. like big triggers. Like there's definitely something going on. Yeah. That's really interesting. Um, I think it's, there's, I mean, there, I'm sure there's different kinds. This applies to different kinds of burnout, but a lot of people out there, cause I coach so many entrepreneurs who are new entrepreneurs mm-hmm. where they have left something that they hated. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, where this goes back to, if you don't learn the lesson, you continue to live it. <laughs> yes. People are like, oh, I'm just going to get burned out on the stuff that I don't like, you know, yeah. where it's like, oh, I had this like, for me um, back in the day when I was at Cycle Bar and I was teaching part time. And then I was actually teaching essentially full time at two studios and full time as a dental hygienist. Yeah. And I absolutely hated I mean, I was also going through a divorce, so, yeah. but I think I was probably like, I don't want to be home, so let me do all these other things. Avoidance, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it avoidance, <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, um, you know, I, I loved all of the cycle stuff, mm-hmm. right? But the hours that I had to be at the dental office, I absolutely hated, yeah. you know, and I was like, I, I don't have time. I don't have time to do all these things. And it's really frustrating yes. to be in this self-limiting belief that you don't have enough time. Yeah. Right. Cause you're essentially focusing on the time that you don't have. Right. Your lack of time. So Correct. you're focusing on lack scarcity mindset. What are you going to attract more, more things scarce. that yeah, yeah make you feel like you're burned out? Yes. Like you're right. If you focus on all the time that you don't have, you will find things that make you think that you don't have any time. Yeah. That's but, so interesting. Cause yeah. I, I think we've, and you've been in the medical field, right? Where mm-hmm. you're, you're, we obviously went into this because we love it. Who wants to study for that long yeah. <laughs> to do stuff to serve others, right? N- not, not many people. And the ones that do definitely love what we do. That's why we chose the career mm-hmm. paths we chose. So having to step back from that and really reevaluate what you've gotten yourself into, like that's, it's pretty disheartening because you yeah. feel like you've, you've 
royally effed up, you know? Yeah. Well, and that's a thing where I think if you're, you can be burned out, you know, something that you hate doing. Like me, I hated doing dental. I, I absolutely hated it. And I got angry and frustrated, but you can also get burned out mm-hmm. doing things that you absolutely, absolutely love. love. And yes. that gives you a different feeling. It might mm-hmm. not be anger and frustration. It might be like guilt kind mm-hmm. that comes in. A lot of guilt and shame that mm-hmm. you failed at something that you truly, truly enjoyed and loved. And, you know, it's funny because I've been on this journey with you and like doing the coaching and all that. And the last year has been so eye-opening because I was – finally ready to give up my full-time job to be devoting to my business, which Mm -hmm. is a med spa. And it's still in the medical field. I still love what I do. I still get to treat patients. But I slowly saw myself working too much and working too many days. And, you know, I have people tell me all the time, oh, you're so lucky. You get to work how many ever days you want. Yeah, I made that for myself. I put those boundaries on me because I know myself. Right. Boundaries, yes. yes. I was able to say, you know, I am going to burn myself out and I am burning myself out actively because I've seen it in so many ways already in my past. And I was doing that as a pout med spa owner, a business owner, something that I've always wanted to do that I was so excited about because it blends two worlds, Mm -hmm. the medical field, which I put so much time and energy into and business, which is literally in my blood because my family's in business. So it's, it's just one of those things that I, these are both my passions, things that I love. Yet I was starting to feel that that slope again, where Mm -hmm. I was starting to feel a little bit of stressfulness and yeah. a little bit of anxiety and stress. Going into and those higher levels of the, that stress stages. Correct. Yeah. And, and, and the good thing is that I was already on this journey and that I knew what I wanted for myself. And I was able to, to see it before it hit back down to that rock bottom feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I can continue doing what I love and continue finding joy in it um, by, by building those, you know, uh, boundaries and limitations. And also that, taking that pause. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know we joke about this all the time that I love to travel and I'm always going <laughs> yeah. places, but that is my pause. When I leave the city, I'm able to finally like shut off and enjoy yeah. myself. So I know that, I know that about myself. So even if it's like taking a weekend trip to Austin with my kids, like we're just going to sit by the pool and do nothing. And like do nothing, yeah. it is such a good relief to be able to do that. And I'm so grateful that I can, mm-hmm. you know, and, and having that moment of gratitude and, and thinking back, you know, where I came from. Those are also things that help me um, appreciate my life and also not burn out anymore. Yeah, I think in the pause, um, finding that gratitude. Mm -hmm. I mean, gratitude is just the number one thing to get you back into positive energy. Yes. Because I'm not saying gratitude is going to fix everything um, where you ignore all your problems because I'm just sitting over here so thankful. But it just gets you in a positive mindset where now I can actually think about some ideas on how can I make this work for me mm-hmm. versus all these things that I don't like, you yeah. know, just it's a, it's a shift. But that's, I love that, that you can pause and just fill that space with gratitude right. and nothing else. And uh, this is what I would ask, you know, any listener tuning in is, when was the last time you sat and did nothing? Yeah. Like no phone, nothing. Just not no distractions. Even for five minutes, I think people like they're like, oh my gosh, like I don't know what to do with myself. You yeah, know that dopamine rush. We're looking for it again. Like, where is it? I need my phone. Yeah, um, and then it's like if you slow your mind down enough, just pause. You can actually think of some ideas. Yes. Of okay, you know the first step to anything is just awareness of it, right? You have to be if you are unconsciously stressed out mm-hmm. and unconsciously burned out, and you just go about your life and, and think it's normal, mm-hmm. then you're never going to change anything, right? Yep. 
Um, so I think the first step would would going back to that list and, and we'll recap it at the end of, hey, which stage of burnout am I in? I mm-hmm. think I might be in one of these stages making a conscious effort to become aware of that so you know, okay, now I got to do something about it. Mm-hmm. But you're never going to be able to assess that if you're just go, 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 go. Yeah, like, you'll just continuously hit that burnout, like that fifth stage, find another job or move to a different place and then go through it again. Yeah, and it's take funny. that pattern with you. Yeah, it's funny because one of my uh, one of my family members is also a PA and she, um, I just think of her because she switched from one job to another and she immediately started bring, bringing those boundaries in mm-hmm. from the get-go, even during the honeymoon phase, which I was like so proud of her because I know how we are as providers. We're givers. We can give, give, give all day, but we don't know how to ask mm-hmm. for for something for ourselves, you know? So she was asking from the get-go, which makes me super, super proud of her. And, you know, I think if we can start recognizing that in that first stage and you'll continuously stay there because you'll enjoy and be able to give and, and take on more responsibility mm-hmm. and be creative in yeah. the beginning and continuously do that all throughout your career, wherever you're at. And that, and that goes for like being a parent too, right? It doesn't necessarily have to be your career. Yeah. Um, it it be any, be any aspect of life. Yeah. You know, even, um, you know, marriage, parenthood, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Any, anything. Yeah. I always talk to my kids about it too. Like too much of anything is a bad thing. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what it is. So, I mean, and you can have it in small doses and it'll be good. But sometimes it's the amount of time or commitment you make or the amount of qu- commitment itself, like how many things you're putting on your task list. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> I, did, yeah. I did that multiple times. I'm just like literally having little flashbacks yes, and PTSD about it. I know. I'm like, <laughs> me too. Uh, it's so funny because I didn't learn this lesson until, honestly, it was about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um when I got sick and I was forced to just sit and that's when, and I've talked about this in the podcast before, but, um, that's when all these crazy ideas started literally filling my head and then boom, like I just quantum leaped right over the last year. But, um, I had never taken a sick day and I was 34 years old. I had, I had been working, I mean, really since I was, I think 15 or 16, 14 maybe. And, but, uh, you know, professionally since I was 20 and 14 years. And, and that's not to be confused with I never got sick. No, I would no. go to work sick, which was kind of gross because I was a dental hygienist. <laughs> but like they, the hygienist would always be like, you have to come in anyway. But that's the that's the culture. That's what I was mm-hmm. going to say. It's the culture and medicine that it doesn't matter if you're healthy or sick. You have to come in. And that's a terrible culture to have. It, it, yes, because you're like, there's all these sick people coming I'm in. I'm making them sicker. So how am I being useful? Yeah. I mean, nurses, CNAs, I've seen them do it. And it's it's so unfair to them and their patients, mm-hmm. right? In doctors, nurse practitioners, PAs, we all do it. Mm-hmm. it it's so unfair. If, in any profession, you should be able to take a sick day. It should be. Yes, and not feel guilty medical. about it. Yeah. Brene Brown talks about this, about glorifying, like, you know, overworking and it's like, why do we glorify that? Like, oh, yeah, I don't have any balance and boundaries. Woohoo, go me, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. But yes, that's actually where I like learned about feeling guilty and the shame is from Brene. Right? Oh, she's great. She, we're, get, we're getting her on the podcast. So somehow. If, if you out there know Brene Brown or know somebody who knows Brene Brown, Please send her to my website. <laughs> but Absolutely. That would be awesome. I want that for you so bad now. Yeah. I you feel can like come I that day it. too. We'll all talk. We can all chat. Yeah. We can talk about guilt and shame together. Yeah. Great topics. I mean, it would be great because Enneagram 3s, you know, your underlying core emotion is um, shame. Yep. So it's 
and Brene actually talks about the Enneagram in her latest book, Atlas of the Heart. Um, she says, it doesn't make any sense scientifically, but is the most accurate thing you'll ever see in your entire life. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. But, you know, I, I have gone through this phase, you know, you, you talk about taking it with you, this burnout, because I remember back when I was, um, I was just starting to get into to teaching cycling, um, more seriously, but it was still part-time. And I wanted to quit my job so bad. I wanted to quit my job, wanted to quit my job, my dental job. And I was just, like, hopeful dreaming about my best, like, quote-unquote, best life ever, mm-hmm. right? Um, <laughs> I know where this is going because <laughs> I see it in myself. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, all I want to do is just teach cycling and write my book. I want to have time to finally write my right. book. I have this crazy fiction book it's it's going to be a hit one day when I actually sit down and write it but I was like this my, my dental thing my dental job is holding me back right and we blame yeah. everything that's externally because I was not ready to take responsibility for the fact that I have no boundaries mm-hmm. and I really don't have a personal life and um, I couldn't say no right so I was like a yes man like mm-hmm. oh can you teach this class this class, train this person. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I will leave my house at five o'clock in the morning and come back at 9 p.m. It's totally fine. Um, I no wonder why I got divorced. But anyway, um, so, you know, all I was I had this like this idea of what it was going to look like. And then when I transitioned into full time fitness and I quit my dental job. Do you think I wrote my book? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, it was something I, I went from something I hated to something I absolutely loved. Um, and just to say, like, side note, that I, I loved the actual dentist I worked for. He's amazing. Yeah. But dental hygiene was just not for me. So that's what I say. You know, it was like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm, like, counting down the hours till 5. That yeah. kind of life. Yeah. But it was just not the scene for me. And um, so, because I think one of the front desk girls at the office still listens to this podcast. I just want to make it very clear. <laughs> I don't hate y'all. I love y'all. But I was just well. not meant to be a dental hygienist. But, um my point was, I, t- I went from something that was not for me, maybe that's a better way to phrase it, to something that was so very for me and I was so passionate about. Mm-hmm. And I still, I took that burnout and these patterns, these habits with me. With me. Yeah. And I did not learn the lesson. No, absolutely not. I mean, like, that is literally <laughs> my life lesson in, the, in a nutshell. Because yeah. I did that to myself last year when I was taking, you know, I was taking a break from you know, working for someone else mm-hmm. to do this for myself and like do it full time, a hundred percent. But then I was working like every single day of the week. Like I had no days off. And then mm-hmm. I realized like I'd started feeling sick. Um, I got my COVID vaccine and like literally felt like I was going to fall over, but I went to work, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I didn't have a day off to recover. And my mom actually like gave me a big talking to that day. She was like, how dare you do this to yourself? Like, what are you trying to do? Like, there's not going to be enough money in the world to make you feel better if you get sick, you know? And yeah. like, and it's just a reminder that you have to take that step back. And like you said, I'm a, I'm a three. I'm like a go-getter. I'm, if I think about it, I'm going to do it. I don't care what happens. I'm going to push mm-hmm. everything out of my way and get it and make it happen. Yeah. That's just who I am. And that drive is great but it becomes unhealthy and our culture keeps propagating it because, you know, it's all about capitalism, make more money, work mm-hmm. harder. And it's glorified, but it's not when you're feeling horrible and miserable. When you have literal physical symptoms, symptoms manifesting in your body. Yes. Yeah. And like depression, anxiety, things that are so hard to cure and you, 
like people I've seen patients go through multiple medications mm-hmm. and different types of therapy and still feel that same ugly disgusting feeling and you're yeah. trapped in your body that's right. feeling this way because yeah, you're treating something instead of you know going to the root cause of it correct you know and I have nothing against medication but oh, it's absolutely needed because sometimes you can't get to the root cause because you can't see the root cause mm-hmm. and so obviously you know I, I say if I, if I know anyone that's going through mental illness go get that medication because that's where you're going to start clearing the clouds yes. in front of your mm-hmm. eyes and guess what once you clear them you're going to see the root cause and you can start working on and it and then you can start working on it and, yeah. and eventually you know we need maybe it's let's continue medication, less medication, different whatever that medication. Be. But it's a it's opening it's opening to your eyes, so you can actually start to look and say, "Hey, yeah. this isn't. I don't want to. I don't want to think about the root cause. I'm just going to be treated and, yes. and be happy. Yes. You know, that's it's not a mask. Is, it, I guess exactly right. There's but, only so much you can cover up and like hide from yourself until it's going to rear its ugly head, kind of a thing. And yeah, again, yeah, right, yeah. Because again, if you you know, we look externally, like I thought, oh, like cycling, if I switch to something that I absolutely love, then, oh, finally have time to write my book, you know? No, I just dove in and worked, you know, and this is interesting. I wonder if anybody out there is like this. When you are in transition from job to job, like you were a PA Mm -hmm. going into pout, you get used to that temporary hustle. Mm -hmm. And then when you finally take the the jump and get rid of the old thing, you're like, well, I'm used to working 80 hours a week. So you so, want to go back into that hustle. And yeah. it's not good. And it's like, you don't need to work you 80 hours a week to. on no. your... I like, Absolutely not. Yeah, it's, but you, it's hard. And then again, guilt. Like, I should be doing something right now. Yeah, and that should be supposed to be is societal pressure, mm-hmm. um, what your family thinks of you. And guess what? It doesn't matter what they think. I, like, love this new, like, TikTok trend of, like, do they pay your bills? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. do they put food on your table? Like, yes. no, they don't. You know, do what you need to do to survive and and live a decent life and be happy and stop comparing yourself. Stop putting yourself in that box mm-hmm. of I have to or I need to or I should or I'm supposed to. Those are words that we have already talked about earlier. Like, yeah. they're, they're literally you're living in that lack and you're not going to ever be able to feel ful- fulfilled and ab- abundant. Mm-hmm. Those are two things that I was seeking. Peace, fulfillment, abundance. And once I started letting go of the lack feeling and and releasing things that maybe were going to be too much effort from me, which is so funny because, like, how hard is it to say no to business? Like, yes, I really want to take care of you, but these are my times that mm-hmm. I can take care of you. Yeah. And after that, I'm not available. And saying no to someone and letting them go and choose someone else, I have found a new mantra that that's okay because whoever's for me is still going to find me. Yeah. Whoever's for you will find you. I love that. I yes. love that. And that's that's so true. It, it's a it's a lack mindset. I think is the the cause of burnout. Yeah. Um, I listened to this. It's a Louise Hayes uh, meditation. It's called Stress Free. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I recommend that you listen to this once a day, every day for thirty days. And I've listened to it for probably a year, <laughs> so I could probably tell you the whole thing. But um, the first thing she starts out is saying, I realize that stress is only fear you realize that stress is only fear and it might it's so funny because now I can just hear her voice but um it's so true stress is fear if stress is related to burnout Mm -hmm. and stress is related to fear then burnout is essentially fear-based and when you're fear-based you cannot be the opposite Mm love-based so making decisions out of love 
for yourself. For yourself first and mm-hmm. the, and for your family and for the things that mattered. And, and I think having that list of values of what matters to you, yeah. you'd find, you're going to find that making money is not going to be your top five values. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, it's going to be up there because obviously you have to like, cup, you know, shelter. Support yourself. Food, yeah. Whatever. We all but like our nice things. Of course. I mean. <laughs> you yeah. like bags. We like our I nice like cars and shoes, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, once you make those values, you're able to actually see what you want to be a yes to first. Mm-hmm. And that's that love and that, that, you know, happiness and mm-hmm. family and health. Yeah. And then you can say yes to anything if you have the time for it. And once you start building that kind of a lifestyle and having that life, you're able to really like live more mm-hmm. free and fulfilled and that honeymoon phase all the time. Yeah. And that, in that phase of loving, like in that phase of love versus stress is fear. Stress and fear. Um, yes. It's so going back to what, I mean, it's so funny because we overthink this as adults. It's like, well, how do I get there? I don't even know. Like, how do I get into this? How do I get out of out of fear and into love? Mm-hmm. And it's like, what's the, what's the secret? Where's like, what's the answer? And yeah. It's like, dude, what do you love to do? Yeah, you know, just like sit and reflect. Like you said, take a moment. Do fi- take five minutes of your day and do nothing. Mm-hmm. So I've like tried to make make a habit of like five minutes of when I'm drinking my coffee. Don't don't touch your phone or yeah. the first 30 minutes of your day, don't touch your phone. And you'll see so many things in those, those moments when you don't have Different. the extra overstimulation yeah. and you'll be able to recognize the things you love and actually think about what you do want to do every day mm-hmm. and what you're, what does fulfill you. Yeah. So exactly. Um, I think that's it's spending time with self. It sounds like, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you, if you're like, well, I don't, I don't know what I love. Mm-hmm. Well, did you ask yourself? Yeah. <laughs> did, yeah. did you spend some time with yourself? You yeah. know, if you want to, feel more like yourself then mm-hmm. do things that make you feel like yourself yeah. and experiment if, if you are so far you know in this habitual burnout phase of I don't even remember what I love to what do love. yeah just think about it and then try things like oh yeah this this makes me feel like me this makes me um love I love doing this mm-hmm. this makes me feel you know like alive inside yeah. and, and you get that little tiny like flicker yeah you know and like you said it could be five minutes right mm-hmm. I mean I think we always make that excuse I don't have time Mm-hmm. When will I have time? I have kids. I have a household to run. I have yeah. a job. I have a career. Well, you know what? You also have you. <laughs> like, what yeah. about you? You're the one thing that's the going in thing. all of these yes. spaces with you. Yes. You know, you're going to take you with you, whether you're a dental hygienist or a spin instructor. You know, um, whether you're a PA or, or a business owner. A business yes. owner, yeah. And yes. it's like or a mom. you, you gotta, yeah, or, or all of the things. All of the you things. know, yes. Um, so you have to fill that cup up, and mm-hmm. and you know, so like you know. Thinking about the things you can do and those boundaries to build, I think that's the first step. Mm-hmm. Is like boundaries, being yes. able to focus on you and really open up to you know thinking about you first. Mm-hmm. Then you can go up and say, "Here, this is my first boundary. This yeah. is when I'm going to say no, and this is when I'm going to limit time mm-hmm. or, or or effort or even um, delegate to someone, which is so freaking hard for oh, yes. to do. <laughs> I know. Yeah, delegating is hard." No um, one can do it as well as I can, okay? <laughs> yeah. Or no you're one. like, this would just be so much quicker if I just did this myself. Just did it myself. It's like, yeah. no, teach somebody how to do it. I know that's that's a, a something that I see all the time in, in coaching is nobody nobody um it's not that people don't want to delegate the task. They have the problem with the next step, which is delegating the decision behind the task. It's like somebody else might do it a different way. It might mm-hmm. be better. It might not be, but it's like, I'm not comfortable with that like risk. Cause I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. so that's, I think side note where, where the fear of delegating 
comes from. Yeah. Like, well, if you keep living in that fear, though, you'll never know, right? And mm-hmm. you, if you give it with love, fear. you might yeah. find someone. I mean, I've got someone that helps me constantly de- mm-hmm. I, that I delegate to with Pow, and she's available to me in certain, you know, measures. And she's given me that boundary and said, mm-hmm. "Hey, this is how I'm available." And you'd be surprised how many times I reach out to her and ask her to do something and she'll do it, but she'll do it better than I would have, you know? Yeah, right. And it's, I make, it makes me really proud actually, because I was able to let go of that fear yeah. and, and be in a moment of love. Yeah. Say, here, you want to do this? And she shows up with a better idea and a better way. And yeah. It's so and that's relieving. something that she's probably super passionate about because she cares about and yes. or she knows better educated about whatever it is it's like lights her flame right yeah. is that what you called it like lights like, yeah like her little flicker is like yeah this is the best you know yes. and you're giving somebody else the opportunity to do what they love right. and that's that's awesome um i think you know when it comes to boundaries um it's it's boundary with self of mm-hmm. okay i'm going to do this all myself mm-hmm. you know knowing when to do it all yourself like I, I can't delegate all that. But there's also, there's boundaries with, with other people too, mm-hmm. where a lot of people don't know how to say no. Mm-hmm. And that's where you, I think we talked about um, reflection, not restriction. I think you mm-hmm. talked about this a lot. Yeah. And so I kept it as a note for myself because, you know, you're living reflection, you're living out of love and mm-hmm. restriction, you're living in fear. Mm-hmm. So when do you want to reflect and not restrict yourself and and learn how to say that? No, no does not mean a negative thing. Mm-hmm. It's actually saying yes to yourself, like you said before. Yeah. So Well, you're saying yes to something. You know, every yeah. time you say no, you're saying yes to something else. Yes. And every time you say yes, you're saying no to something else. Right. So you kind of got to figure out, like, what am I a what yes, for? yes for? Yes. You know, because if I'm saying, um, oh, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll do this last minute report that's due tomorrow, coworker, let me help you out with that. Even though um, you're mean to me and you've never helped me every time I ask you, yes. you know, like, blah, 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 these you know, reasons yeah. why this person's a jerk. But and then you're like, yeah, 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 like, I'll do it. I'm, I'll, like, I'm the yes man. And then you're saying yes to helping a coworker, but you're also saying, oh, I'm, I'm not going to be able to make my kids baseball game now so basically you're a no for your family then you're Um, yeah you're a no for the baseball game and spending time with your kid and and being there to support them and spending time with your other kids you know Mm -hmm. so you're always got to figure out like what am I a yes for what am I saying yes to and what am I saying no to yeah and what's the flip side of each look at both yes and that's Mm -hmm. reflection right that's like going back and and being able to really visualize it and say there is a yeah when there is a yes there's also a no and then vice versa Mm -hmm. so like really being able to do that on a daily basis and kind of even do it just for like your day-to-day chores. Like I'm going to say a yes to doing the dishes right now, but I'm saying no to laying on the couch for five more minutes. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So just realize what that means and, and kind of reflecting forward because that also helps you build a life you love because your future self will thank you for one, not the other. Right. So you got to realize what that's going to be. Yeah, exactly. And I think the, example that we had used was, um, you know, when it comes to burnout, it's like doing the most, doing the most more and more and more and more and more like, yes, yes, yes. I can do this. If I get up now and then I go work out and then I like, uh, go here for my coffee and make this phone call and then I shower and then get ready for work. And it's just boom, 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 boom. And we think like, no, I have to be diligent in this schedule, but it's not about restriction, right? I'm, I'm going to restrict, um, my balance for myself, yeah. it's about reflection of, okay, waking up, how does my body feel? Yeah. Right? And really listening. My body is telling me, some days it's going to tell you, get up and go to the gym. You feel really great. 
And other days it's going to tell you, girl, stay in bed. Yeah. You know, and listening to that. Listening to that. And that's a, probably a really big one for a three mm-hmm. because I will create a routine for myself to yeah. where it is back to back. And you literally described my mornings before I even head into work, right? Mm-hmm. I, you know, get up, get ready, drop the kids, go to the gym, come back, get a coffee, meet so-and-so, have a call, get into work. Like, there's too many things, right? And then and it's 8 o'clock in the morning. It's already, yeah, it's 8 o'clock. And you're like, oh, my day hasn't started. I've great. already done all these things. Yeah. I mean, it's great. It feels yeah. nice to have accomplished. But how do you feel, Al? Like, mm-hmm. you feel kind of crappy, right? Yeah. Even though it's all the things that you'd love to do, mm-hmm. just you don't want to space them out or you don't want to take the day to do that. Yeah. So, even with our, you know, Pout Med Spa, we've talked about doing um, more of like an admin day one day of the week just to be able to look back and say, this is what I've done this week. This is what I need. Um, this is missing on my shelf. And I told the girls that it's more like um, giving to yourself. It's like a gift to yourself. You mm-hmm. don't realize it's going to how good it's going to be until you start doing it. And then you're yeah. like, oh, wow. Like I accomplished things. I didn't have to actually physically move my body outside of my house to do mm-hmm. just to be able to sit at a desk and and work um right right versus like oh let me go do well they do uh, pout these amazing things they're called pout parties yes where um so pout is a mobile men's spa tell us a little bit about that we didn't even talk about that so yeah we're a we're a franchise opportunity so um actually it's only sold to pas nurse practitioners and doctors because you know those are the three type of providers that can practice um alone on on their own uh without having supervision in place at site on the site so we do a lot of pop-ups and parties um we're able to you know do a little bit of concierge service which which is really great during covid because a lot of people got to Mm -hmm. and they don't they're afraid to leave their house Mm -hmm. so we were able to provide that service in a safe way um to other people so you know there's multiple franchises and it's really cool because we're all growing but now we're realizing there's ways to grow in a healthy way and there's mm-hmm. also ways that you could grow and not be you know successful in the long run yeah I mean it sounds like the part parties are fun they're so much fun they're so much fun so it's like oh wait let me schedule my Monday with like three parties because then I can grow my business I can make more money I can yes. do this meet a bunch of people uh, network all the things and it's like go 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 yeah. now I'm driving from this house to this house from yeah. this town to the next town or yes. like a different part I'm of the city. I'm driving across the state and yes. I've given myself a 15-minute error window, you know, <laughs> and, and that's it. Um, if you are somebody who's always late, you are probably somewhere on this burnout list because um, just we'll, we'll, re, we'll rehash out all the details on yes. the, those five stages. But um, I used to be that way yes. where, where it was like, okay, I can be here for like 20 minutes and then I have to leave by this time and then I have to go this time and then I'm going to see this person for like two hours and then I'm here for one hour and then, oh, uh, yeah, sure. Okay, I guess I'll be kind of tired, but sure, I'll coach somebody at 8 p.m. Right. And it's like, what? And by the time 8 p.m. would roll around, I'd be like, I am not my best self. Yes. This yes. person does not deserve my coaching at 8 p.m. Yeah. if I am not my best self. Correct. Right? And like I said, like you said before, it's if you say that no mm-hmm. and to a business that you're, you know that it's going to be lucrative. You know it's going to be great. But if you say no right then, doesn't mean it's no forever. Mm-hmm. And and you can space yourself out and be able to enjoy your time doing the things that you love without feeling all the ways that you mm-hmm. could have felt in, in the burnout. So, yeah, yeah, it's saying no, those boundaries, um, figuring out what you're yes for, and I think um, noticing how many times, how many times you say yes. Mm-hmm. When you really want to, want say, to say no, no. yeah, you know, <laughs> oh. I know, right? I'm, like, I'm thinking back to like yesterday, not even like last year yes. in this like, like period of growth. This it's morning, like, you mean? like 10 minutes before I got here, like yeah. what did I say yes to that I really wanted to say no to? Right. So just getting better at saying no, 
right. um, whether that be to yourself, no, I'm not going to the gym today, my body needs rest, yes. or no to, hey, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not able to help you um, out at this time, whoever you are, right. person. And so. even like for me, it's like saying no to spending time with people um, later than I need to be, you know, because mm-hmm. I get super caught up in the moment. I'm, we're going to keep looking at the time because uh, we know each other. We'll yeah, spend like hours like, talking to each other. This is going to be a four-hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> because once we start talking, I get so into the conversation and we have yeah. so much to catch up on and, and I lose track, I lose sight. Mm-hmm. And saying no in that moment doesn't mean that I don't love you. Yeah. It's actually that I love both of us because mm-hmm. I've spent time with you, but I also love me and I know that I need to get rest and be refreshed for the next day mm-hmm. or for my family at home. And recognizing that, again, that t- that three in me is really <laughs> strong, okay? Yeah. And then I also have a wing too, which means that I worry a lot about what people think and mm-hmm. how they feel. So I'm constantly empathizing with them. I'm constantly reflecting on how would they feel if I lo- left or walked yeah. away or, you know, wasn't I don't want to make anybody feel bad. Exactly. I did that a lot for a lot of my life. And mm-hmm. now I'm able to say, okay, you know what? This is time up for me. It was great seeing you. And sometimes it's abrupt. Like it'll just happen because I've gotten into the practice of it now. Yes, it's a practice. <laughs> I have also gotten into the practice of an abrupt goodbye yes. where it's not rude. You yeah. know, some Enneagram types are like, what are you talking about? Why would that be rude? <laughs> and others are like, oh yeah, I really I got that. <laughs> yes. You know, eights and ones, you're good. Yeah. You're like, okay, see you later. Bye. Um, yes. But uh, fives too probably are like okay actually they never showed up so they don't have to say bye but um, so it was Jesslyn and I are in the same B&I group it's a networking group and there's they actually have a podcast and actually is even if you're not in B&I really great information because um, it's just business stuff right correct and yeah. I remember listening to this one podcast that just jumped out and spoke to me it was like Literally, the title may have as well have been like, Meg, listen to this right now. <laughs> you know, I don't know what it actually was, but that's what I read it as. And it, it talked about how to end a some type of interaction yes. to, you know, it, I think it talks about like if you're there in a networking group. Um, or a networking event, you want to talk to multiple people, but you get stuck with somebody. And then it's like, I don't know how to like say bye. Oh, yeah. Know? And had listed go. all, yeah, like, <laughs> I gotta go. Um, actually that was one of them. It's like, okay, well I have to go to the bathroom, so I'll be back. And then, you know, you just excuse yourself and then maybe yeah. circle back, maybe you don't. But, um, it was interesting, like ways to exit because I, <laughs> I will be there all night talking to someone cause I don't like as a seven, that trapped in that uncomfortableness of like, oh my gosh, like, how do I, how do I like get away from this? Mm-hmm. And how do I not make it awkward? Is it awkward for the other person? How can I fix this for the other person? Yeah. I'm not necessarily a helper, but we like to fix it because then if we fix it in advance before it happens, then I don't have to deal with the awkwardness later. It does not make sense. It doesn't make sense that. at all. But I feel that because I, that was me. And, you know, once I like I'll hang out with my family and then we'll hang out till 2 a.m. And it's like I have to be up for 7, like 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. drop off at school. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and being able to say it was so good seeing you. This is not about you not spending time with you. I love you. I'll see you again next week. Yes. Let's make a plan. Let's let's come up with another, you know, hangout date and right. then moving away from the situation. I mean, sometimes I apologize later and say, oh, I'm so sorry I had to leave. Um. No, but I had to say yes to me for a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and, and once you realize it and make that habit, it makes it so much easier because it mm-hmm. is it is hard. Not working for and me is very difficult too. Yeah. Because yes, I have to practice that like exiting now, you know. Yeah, it's it's been interesting the last couple of months of um, you know, of practicing that ever since I listened to that podcast, it was like, Oh, 
and it was it even said like the other person does not want to talk to you all day either. either. Yeah, it's just like both of you don't know how to leave. Yes. <laughs> like, that is so. That is such a good feeling to know that I, I know that sounds horrible, but that the other person doesn't want to be here forever. Nobody wants to either. talk to you. <laughs> no, I mean it's not the it's the yeah. forever part. Yeah, you know, yeah. you get what I'm saying. Yeah, it's not like. You don't have to be staying, you know, in that stagnant position because yeah. it's, it's okay. To, it's okay. There's to like walk body away. language cues that you can do, mm-hmm. and then I think one of them was like, "Well, it was so great to talk to you. Give me your business card. I'd love to connect again." Yes, you know, and like making that second plan. Yes, yeah. where it's like, "Oh, okay, they're not like shafting me and like want to dip." <laughs> it's like I've gotten like this conversation has been substantial, yeah. and then it can end. It you can, know, yes, and that's that's hard as a seven because I'm like FOMO, but FOMO to something that I don't even want. Where it doesn't exist, you know. It's <laughs> That's like, where my seven shines. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a hard That's place to funny. be sometimes. I'm like, but if I stay in this conversation for five more minutes, what could we talk about? Yeah. This could be like really good. You know what's funny though? If you pause and come back to it, you probably have a better idea, mm-hmm. and like things will like there'll be a new spark that comes up because you've had that time to step away and think. And that's what I've realized. Like sometimes stepping away from a conversation, mm-hmm. I come back for again it to be reflection. Better. Yeah. Over restriction. Like, I'm not necessarily restricting the time here, even Mm -hmm. though you technically are. It's more like, let me reflect on what we actually had to say. And if it's it's information overload, then I'm going to forget a lot of things. And then you feel really crappy because you're like, I just talked to you for 20 minutes, and I don't remember anything that you had to say. Yeah, because you weren't able to get that time to reflect and Mm -hmm. actually think about what they talked about. Mm -hmm. It was too much. It's too much. It's too much. Sometimes <laughs> that's, the, that's the motto of this whole yeah, that, Maybe that's what it would be called. It's too much. It's too much. Sometimes I literally, me and my friend Christy have this joke where I, one of us is freaking out at some point and we were like, it's too much. Like that's all you, you could say at the moment. Like sometimes you have to say and you have to acknowledge again, bring consciousness to the fact that it's too much. It too much. And yes. I want to do less. Yeah. And like just do less. Like I always give you like the little like, um, it's from Friends. Do you remember when Ross... Did you ever watch Friends? Yes, we did. And we talked about yeah, this. Yeah. When <laughs> Ross moves in with Joey and Chandler and tells him to be quiet, even though it's their house, he's always like, guys, and the hand motion is like, hand motions down, like, be quiet. And I'm always like, you need to do less. Do less. Do less. Like, every time she talks to me, this is the exact same hand sign she makes me. Do, do less. less. <laughs> do less. Um, yeah, it's so funny because if, if you literally were – like go to the doctor and they're like, here's all my problems and yada, yada, yada. What do I do? And they were like, Hey, all you got to do is less. Yeah. Like most people would be like, no, tell me something tell me else. A solution. Tell me and something you know I can do more. That is exactly what I dealt with for a long time. Family medicine. That is exactly what happens. I, I have this problem. Well, you know, if you did less of it, well, no, that's not going to be it. I need you to, to <laughs> give me something else. Don't tell me to do else. less. Tell give me, me more. Give me more <laughs> of something do. I can add in yes. and fail at in my already busy schedule. To so fix I, this problem. Yeah. yeah. It's like doing less. Like, why don't we like to hear do less? So. Yeah. I mean, it's because our culture. It's mm-hmm. it's the American culture. And I mean, other countries don't do that, right? And I've heard so many people talk about, I'm going to move to so-and-so country because they don't have mm-hmm. that you know, culture of go, go, go. Yeah. And then if you have a personality type like mine, you're go, go, go times a thousand and it's not fair to yourself. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Some of these countries have naps. Yeah. Like these scheduled naps. Take a nap, please. They have scheduled naps every single day. I'm like, that is amazing. We need things that. shut down. <laughs> let's go let's eat make lunch that a with thing. your family. Yeah, spend yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what was interesting even during COVID because we were spending so much time with our family. Either your family did really well or it failed because you realized how much you 
avoided them by going to work. Yeah. So, you know, spending time with family was weird and it made people reflect on what their family means to them and really readdressing their values, mm-hmm. right, of what family means. Yeah, that's a really good point because, you know, back when I, I shared my, um, I made a, a joke about it earlier, but whenever I, w- I was very unhappily married mm-hmm. for years and um, of course I didn't tell, like I told a couple of friends, but I didn't, um, well, my ex-husband, we talked about it to an extent, mm-hmm. but it was mm-hmm. never like this big thing because I didn't want to acknowledge the extent of it mm-hmm. myself yeah. um, because I didn't like that and I don't want to deal with feelings. So <laughs> what I would do is I, you know, I, I worked full time and then I opened this cycle studio and then this one too. And I'm telling you, I would wake up at five in the morning. I drove, I was driving easily a hundred miles a day, yeah. um, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth doing all the things because I didn't want to be home. I was burning myself out because I was trying to avoid, oh my gosh, if I have this time with myself, then I'm going to have to either make a decision. I'm going to have to make a realization, you know, and just sit with myself. And I don't want to do that because if I sit with myself, all the thoughts in there, I don't like them, Mm -hmm. you know? And so you like, like blissfully, like ignorantly, put yourself into burnout. Yes. And, and that, like you said, it can happen in your relationship because that was kind of our relationship. My husband and I have been married for 16 years. So that was part of our relationship too, is that we were so busy trying to establish ourselves. We were super young when we got married, but we spent all that time and then we're not able to reflect. Like reflection was the game changer. I think mm-hmm. that's probably the key thing that has yeah. changed everything, you know, in terms of burnout in any aspect of my life is reflection mm-hmm. and taking that moment, taking that pause Doing a little less sometimes. Yeah, do less. <laughs> Hand motion. Do less. Do less. Yeah, and, and in that reflection, and we can kind of wrap it up with that because I like the yeah. way um, I like the way you said that, is in that reflection, figure out like, hey, what what stage of, am I? So why don't you why don't you re- read those again? Um, yeah, the five stages, totally and you can kind of see where you are, and so you know you, where to consciously start with um, getting out of your burnout. Yeah. So, I mean, like the first stage, honeymoon, where you're readily accepting responsibilities, free-flowing creativity, you're happy, Uh, you're doing what you love. And then the second stage is onset of stress, where you are fatigued, you're having avoidance, lower productivity. Uh, Chronic stress is the third stage. You're feeling a lot of pressure, feeling out of control and resentful. Um, fourth stage is, of course, the burnout stage. That's where you have the behavioral changes, the pessimism, emptiness, and self-doubt. Um, you no longer love what you did love in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then habitual burnout is the fifth stage where you're just having those physical symptoms, depression, anxiety, uh, where it's actually manifesting in who you are. And uh, you kind of continuously stay in that zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's um, – so, you know, take a look at those levels and see, hey, honestly, you got to be honest with yourself – where where is that hitting for you and what do you want to do and again don't do all of the things <laughs> to get out of burnout just do one yeah, thing just right do one thing. Some, sometimes that's in that reflection hey do I um do I say yes to too many things am I can I not say no am I yeah. saying yes when I really want to say no right. what yeah. do I like to do yeah. am I doing it yeah. what do I not like to do Am I doing too much of that? Exactly. And then and replacing th- replacing thoughts, right? Replacing mm-hmm. your complaining with gratitude, finding what you are grateful for. Yeah. And even if it's a small thing like, I woke up today <laughs> or yeah, I was able somewhere. to drive to work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like little things. It doesn't have to be anything major. You can have great gratitude towards the degree you worked hard for or mm-hmm. the fact that you have a relationship to work on. You know, it could be very small, small things or mm-hmm. breath of air. Right. You know? It just gets you in that 
direction that of, zone yeah. of positive and solution based and yeah. um I think the, the last thing I would just say is um also knowing that you don't have to do it by yourself yeah you know seeking that help yeah mm-hmm. that's so key because people will stay in that you know uh continuous habitual phase of burnout because mm-hmm. they don't ask for help yeah and they just think they can do it all no one can do it all by themselves. nobody can do it all it is, I mean this is that is human nature that is what our creation was meant to do is help each other mm-hmm. and it's not just humans but any living thing on this planet was yeah. meant to help each other right you know so just ask for help hey right. <laughs> and, and it can be asking for help can even be going on google and figuring out hey um well, like, what do I do about this thing that's consuming my life, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, if you're not ready to, to voice it to somebody else, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's resources out there. There's so many. Um, but then there's things like you can do, like listen to podcasts, and um, you can do things on your own, but there then there are people there who can help you, whether it be friends, family, mm-hmm. uh, life coach, you know? Yeah, it's interesting how a podcast, just listening to something on your drive to work can change your mindset, right? Mm-hmm. And, and being open to change that mindset. Put a, put a pause to the, the criminal yeah. episode, right? Yeah. Or like the crime episode, whatever. I don't listen to those like serial True or whatever. Crime or, yeah. I don't know. Is it serial the one that was like super popular? I don't know. I don't Anyways, know. So. I actually, I don't listen to them either, but. But put a pause on that for a little yeah. while and, and switch just to let your mindset kind of refresh. Yeah. I think this is a good time for us to pause yeah. because if you have not heard, they're literally cutting a tree down <laughs> um, outside of our, our studio window. So. Um, mad props to Zhang, my editor. Good luck. Um, hopefully if it sounds good, you can thank him. If it doesn't, then you can blame him. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but they're literally like, cutting down trees, like big ones too. Like, oh, that's not going away anytime soon. But yeah. anyway, we're going to pause. And um, yeah, that's that's where we're at. So if um, thank you, first of all, for coming on to the show. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. And actually, I realized this about halfway through. I'm like, you are my first coachee to come on the podcast. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, oh, my you goodness. Know? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I know. Yeah, I was kind of adamant about it. Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I want to be on this podcast. And like, okay, sure. it was actually my son. He was the one that was like, mom, you know, you'd be really good on this podcast. I know your friend does it. Why don't you go on that, you know, and, and talk about your, your perspective. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they do drive a lot of what I do because yeah. I see, you know, what their thoughts are like. And I'm trying to break those, you know, ancestral patterns. Of yeah. And behavior. set them up earlier yeah you know there's so, so they many... don't have to like learn the lessons I, I mean they're gonna learn their own lessons but mm-hmm. not the, this hard of a way it won't be as ingrained you know they're not going through personal discovery when they're 30s 40s 50s 60s it's like yeah. start them young start, start them young them early yeah um but yeah thank you for coming on and, and sharing your wisdom and having a nice conscious conversation i absolutely adore you i love, I love you. you so much um she also does my face. Let's let's be real. I'm not <laughs> not going for the natural look. So um, if you're oh, in a little natural, just a little enhancing yeah. my natural beauty, enhancing which is what, beauty. which That's is what Pout does. Pout's so if motto. you're if you're in Houston or pretty much any city in Texas, go check them out. Um, and how can if people want to hear more from you, if they want to come see you? Yeah, uh, there's a couple we, of ways. You know, they how can, can get a pout party with you. They you know, can invite me. Definitely follow me on Instagram at pout um, underscore. Jaslene, J-A-S-L-E-E-N, Cushy, K-H-U-S-H-I. That is not my actual last name. It is my middle name, um, a pet name for when I was a kid. Or they can follow me at Lab Coats and Lattes if they just want to know more PA stuff and not so much of the pout stuff if they're cool. not quite interested in that. So, awesome. Yeah. I love it. You always you always do have a latte, you know, or some type of coffee. Always. You love like a fun coffee. Yes. 
you know? <laughs> it's kind of gotten basic. It's like just an iced latte. Oat milk. That's it. Basic. That's it. Basic. It just what? looks cool, I guess. Yeah. I just drink black coffee, so yeah. I'm like, oh, that looks good. That's yeah. fun. <laughs> but I'll also all... find all the hot spots of where to get coffee. I know, yeah. You know all the spots in Houston. So if you want you. a good coffee spot yeah. in Houston, hit up Jeslene. So um, that's all we got for you today. Um, I think the biggest takeaway was do us. Do us. Do us. Just do us. Pick do one us. thing that you can not do on your schedule today. Um, you know, I, I believe in creating your life, creating your fate, and I know Jeslene is um, in that same belief. So we we are doing it, and we know that you can do it too. So if we can leave you with just one thing, it would be this. Expect, Expect good things, things always. always. And then they will, will happen. happen. Yeah, yes, nailed it. Absolutely. All right, y'all. We will talk to you soon. Thank you so much.